Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Nick Augustine, and I have a guest today, Scott Davis. This is Texas Law Talk Radio, and we are going to be talking about law firm website marketing, introducing a series of eight short podcasts. This introductory program is about issue spotting. It's a law firm website marketing issue spotting overview. Scott is one of my colleagues and partners with uh, agency partner with ThriveHive, and ThriveHive handles everything Lone Star content marketing does not do in-house, and we will talk about some of that, but it's time to say hello to Scott Davis. Hi, Nick. Thanks for having me. Thanks for your time today, and I think sure. we're going to have a good time over this uh, little series of eight uh, short podcasts, just basically uncovering and teaching people what they should know, because Law firm website marketing is a moving target. It's always changing, and we want everyone to know what they're getting for their money and what they're doing so they can find the best uh, people out there. So, Scott, let's talk a little bit about knowing what you're paying for and what your agency is doing. I've talked to a lot of people who tell me, Nick, I pay several hundred dollars a month to these people and those people, but I don't know really what they do. Nick, it's real important to know, actually, you know, if you're an attorney or anyone else for that matter, but especially if you're an attorney, you know, on what you bought. And a lot of it sounds good, but you just need to have, you know, a couple of key things here, you know, getting a list or a breakdown of what you purchased and then access to reporting on that just to make sure that that company that you hired is doing what they say they're going to do and working on what they said they were going to be working on. So it's always good to have a reporting dashboard. Uh, like my firm ThriveHive has, um, as well as uh, the data and analytics to go with that, just to corroborate, you know, what you bought and that uh, we are actually working on this and not just mailing it in. Absolutely. You know, one of the things on there is those reports. Um, It's really good to put things in plain English because, you know, I'm I'm guilty myself of talking about things and not realizing I'm in the world of sort of industry jargon. I was talking to a, a client about Google's map pack, and uh, he, he was lost. I mean, he didn't know what, what the map pack was, and I just you know, right. I said map pack. Well, it's the part on Google where you see, you know, when you Google something and you see the map and the phone number and all the information. So getting down in there, uh, because people get glossed over, and my experience in doing this since 2005, it's a long time now, is there's a monkey see monkey do approach, and there are a lot of vendors out there, uh, particularly for the legal market, and a lot of lawyers go with them because the guy next door has them and people down the road have them. But when we go back to what are they doing monthly, I get a lot of I don't really know what they do. I pay them a lot of money. Everyone else does. I don't know if I'm getting anything out of it. I hear that all the time myself, Nick, and uh, my firm is able to solve that, and you're able to solve it as well on your end uh, with your content writing. But, yeah, we're able to solve that, and uh, that gets to the point where you start guessing on what's working and what's not working. And as you know, that's the worst thing you can do with advertising. I think John Wanamaker, considered the father of modern advertising from Marshall Fields, I think around the turn of the century, always said, advertising is great. The only problem is I don't know which half is actually working. So again, we're able to solve that and you know, eliminate the guesswork. So, well, it's it's, just, it's kind of like a 
billboards. So, you know, we have billboards out there that are part of people's marketing and branding thing. Now, that's an interesting one. How do you test if that's working or not? Um, you know, because it's a billboard. And I mean, it's interesting with digital technology and the things that we're talking about for websites and being online because we get real numbers and, you know, then it turns into the real numbers turning into uh, turning into more. And <clears throat> I had an interesting uh, discussion with someone who was talking about the promises of clicks, website visits, numbers, and data. He says, I don't care if I have clicks. I don't care about that. I want clients. And so that brings a lot of people into the into the, the overall what's your client conversion process or your sales conversion process. When someone goes to your website, they can get to your website all day long, but what's going to make them call? Yeah, and then we get to who answers the phone, and do they answer the phone nicely, or do they just say law office? Uh, so there's a or lot of different – the phone, right? Well, or right, exactly. The you know, <laughs> there's a lot of different things in the process. And one thing I'd like people to know and a point I'd like to make is that it's common for firms to work with several different people. I know that there's one guy I was working with for a long time who I always said, I wish there was just one person at one-stop shop to do everything, but that's few and far between because there's so many different components to these. So I tell people often that even though Scott and I both work in digital marketing, my job is the content that feeds the website, and Scott's is the paid advertising. You know, we see our Google search results. We have our ads on the top and all of our organic content on the bottom. And why we write our blogs and our website pages for search engine optimization purposes is to pull them up from the search engine results. So that also affects the map pack we'll talk about. But the whole goal is to have a blend of some ads some organic content and to play nicely with Google. And it means getting Google reviews. We can spend all, I've so many times, we'll spend all our time focusing on one area over here, over here, over here, and we're failing to do some of the most simple things of asking our clients for, for reviews and Google reviews for our site, which really is a big factor. Correct. Well, Scott, next point we should talk about is what do we really need to know and how can our website work for us? I mean, where where do we begin? How much do people need to know to buy products or services from uh, digital marketing companies and agencies sufficiently? I mean, how much of an expert do you have to be? Uh, should people do a little bit of research and things? Um, I mean, where do we go? Where do we start? What should we know? Well, it all starts with user experience especially on your phone or a phone. And as we know, Google rolled out and they usually don't give you a heads up when they change their algorithms. They don't give you a heads up ahead of time. They did that actually uh, prior, well prior to April 21st of 2015. And that was called mobile Geddon. What that means is if your website wasn't mobile friendly and passed the mobile friendly test, your rankings would suffer because someone expects your, for your website to look good on their phone they expect it to load fast. They expect to, you know, the architecture to be such that they can find your phone number to call you, you know, click to call features, click to email features on your phone. Because right now, most people are finding you and your business from their cell phone versus their laptop or their desktop at the office. So believe it or not. So 
and that's not every single company in, in the country, in the world, but as, as of right now, most people are looking for you on their cell phones. So you have to think mobile first. And there's actually a separate mobile index now as of the last year and a half or so where they rank separately mobile sites compared to desktop or, uh, you know, tablet sites. When we when I think of Scott, when I think of mobile issues like that, I think of who has the technology that is going to automatically, you know, I guess they call it rendering. Um, who has the technology on their websites to make everything appear different for different devices? And what that's why I'm a WordPress developer. I've been developing WordPress websites since 2005 because WordPress is always improving. There's constant updates to make sure that everything does fit our mobile device as well. And when I talk about those updates, it's so important to update and manage that website because as there's new security that is out there, there are plugins that need to be updated. Um, it's just like updating your mobile phone itself um, or the maps in your car or any other technology that you have it needs to be frequently updated. Uh, our cable boxes update all the time. We just don't see it because it goes on automatically. So our websites, right. though, are not – some things are automatic. When we have managed WordPress through GoDaddy, it'll update things on its own, but there are also a lot of things that we need to do. So that's what I do when I'm in there working on content every month and running, a <clears throat> running the website through auditing software to find out any problems and issues. Uh, that's a good thing. So the search engine audits I talk about – we use technology and websites nowadays that we plug in our website domain, and I automatically get emails from the provider that runs my audits and tells me what to do and gives me suggestions on this page needs help, that page needs help. Also, it'll go back and tell you blog articles you've written years and years ago are not compatible with your requirements for search engine now. So we may have to go back and either get rid of those articles, add to them, move things around because writing for search engines is a, follows a very specific format. And I explain this to my law firm clients that you can write an eloquent law review article mm -hmm. that hits all the issues. And everyone who's a lawyer can read that and really understand what's going on, but the search engines can't necessarily read that. They don't know what they're looking at. So we have to give the search engines content and information in the format that they know how to read. And that's what a lot of search engine optimization is all about. Correct. And also, I don't know if this is still the case, but I'm assuming it is. Ideally, you want the content on your website to read at a third or fourth grade reading level. Mm -hmm. You don't want high school. You don't want college. So real simple, right? Um, so, yeah, you want to write it at a third or fourth grade reading level, and that's how someone's going to process that. In fact, people don't even – they usually don't read it, you know, verbatim. Some do. Most people just scan. So it's yeah. harder to scan something written at a high school level versus a third grade level. So that's another reason. You know, let, you know keep it very simple. Your conversion I mean, will, will go through the roof if you keep it simple. I mean, we scan for headings when we read, you know, the same way that we go to our news sources when we read. We're scanning for headlines, and if we actually and click on an article. Yeah, uh -huh. I apologize, Nick. They also give you a heads up about how long the read is. If I see something that's a read that's like seven minutes, I'm probably not going to read it. Right. And a lot of these uh, news so, articles. So. And with podcasts and videos, it's the same, same thing. Um, some yeah. people do want to watch a whole – 30-minute you know, video taping of a podcast. Some people want to watch 60 seconds. 
So, yeah, we, it's important to have your content in you know, different areas, in different places, with different sizes, shapes, things that kind of fit all people. And while yeah. I'm talking about this and talking about content, I'm not only talking about the content that's going right on our website. I'm also talking about our content that is going to be on our website with a link. So let's say it's a blog article. Uh, we're also going to put that blog article on our LinkedIn. We're going to share it on our Facebook, maybe Twitter if you're using that. Uh, our videos are going to go maybe on our website, but also they're going to go on YouTube, which is a Google property. So every time you have an opportunity to use Google properties, it's a good thing. So when yes. we're talking about content, we're not only talking about the website. We're talking about uh, social media and sort of the whole little globe of outreach and where your information is and who can find it. So and massive thing, syndication as well. Well, syndication is such a great thing with the blog. This, For example, when we do these podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, I could take my RSS feed – which is just basically a link that I have, and I have settings in a way to, through Blog Talk Radio, upload that so it automatically goes to iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Tuner, all these different other podcast universe things. So the more we find – so really what we're thinking about, think about your – just a blog article or a page on your website or whatever the content is – the internet can find that so many different places and all the different places that it finds something about you and it drives it back to your website, what you're doing is you're telling Google and you're telling the search engines that this website where this stuff is all parked is getting attention and respect from all over the internet world. And the more likes we get on certain things and you know, a whole bunches of different things go into the gestalt of that uh, I mean, um, algorithm and experience, but it all matters, so it's all out there. So, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about Google Maps and showing up in the map pack. Scott, what's new there? Well, um, I got a survey several months ago because um, we, we managed quite a few Google My Business listings, and there was a survey that, that went out. It was a massive, you know, mass email throughout the world um, asking what we'd be willing to pay per month to maintain your Google Map listing. As we all know, they're free now, and now more than any time is the best thing, best time rather to take advantage of the free, you know, placement. At some point, I believe, don't quote me on this. At some point, I believe they're going to start charging for it. Even if it's 50, 50, 60, 70 bucks a month, it's so worth it. And as far as your map listing is concerned, a couple things you want to have on there. When someone initially finds you, they are going to look at your reviews, and they're doing that. Couple, sometimes they're realizing that they're doing it because they're conditioned to check reviews. They won't tell you that they're checking reviews; but they're just going to do it. So make sure you have really, you know, solid five-star reviews. The more reviews on your Google Map listing, the better. The more content and the more complete your map listing, the better. You can also post on your Google Map listing just like you can on Facebook or, you know. LinkedIn, anything like that. So all those things, if they're solid, meaning they're fully developed and there's no uh, oversights as far as filling in the blanks, then you'll rank higher. So that is the secret to rank higher on the Google Map listings. Reviews, as much content as humanly possible, and then everything's filled out completely. Because you'll get, uh, and then obviously first and foremost, just make sure you have control of your map listing. So that's so key. Make sure you have full people control. People are you know, listening. Emailed on that. 
listening to all the opportunities we have can be a little overwhelming. So I always yeah. tell people, relax. This stuff takes time. It's like planting a garden, watering it, and growing your garden. So you talk about the map pack alone. You could spend days working on things like that. What is a good idea is to have a list. Have your punch list of all the things that need to be done. And when you're working with your digital marketing agency, you can go and task, what am I going to do when? You know, this month we'll do some of this. This month we'll do some of this. Or we do a little bit of it all the time. Um, so that's why there are agencies like mine that, you know, it's I'm the boss. Boss man can decide what goes. And we can figure those things out and have some flexibility. There are also some bigger agencies that might not have all of those. You know, uh, they might have more set, you know, set things that they do. Um, so I'm thinking I'm not going to name names, but some of the big legal marketing agencies have, they're going to do things their way how they like it, but it's not always going to be what you want. And this uh, leads me to another point of top pay to the top rankings. The, some of these websites have the top spots, these ad spots, and our lawyers pay money every month to have their ad rotating in that ad spot. Unfortunately, it does nothing for their website or domain. It is only helping the website and domain of that big legal marketing vendor. So, Scott, what can we talk about there? And you know well, what I'm talking um, about. The best, <laughs> I do. The best way to handle that is, you know, and just, you know, basic general rule of thumb, you always want to drive traffic directly to your site mm-hmm. and not use a conduit to get to your site. So that's going to help you immensely if you drive traffic directly to your site versus having a conduit come in between. We call those lead aggregator sites where it doesn't go to you first. It goes to another site. So the end user wants real simple things. They don't want to be troubled or hassled. And, you know, unfortunately, they're really, we're really impatient now because of technology. Technology has made us impatient. We want to find something, what we're, find something that we're looking for immediately, and that's what the Internet provides. So as few clicks as possible, you know, to get to your site is ideal. Some of the other problems that come up with those aggregator sites are, and things where phone numbers are mimicked and things are recorded. Um, When you're talking about law firms and the different attorney ethics rules, there are some problems potentially that to, you know, to address there. So, you know, we try to be really sensitive about that. But if you are getting calls from one of these aggregators, I'm not suggesting get rid of it. If it's working, because people out there, some people have really sweetheart deals because they've been with those people forever. But, again, if, if everyone tells you that everyone can be on the front page of Google, there's only that much space uh, on Google, and there's a lot more of us in the world of everyone <laughs> than um, well, you spots can, on there. You so can be you on the first page of Google with a lead aggregator site. But when I do that, I'm, I'm competing with five other people on that right. aggregator site, not to mention the other people that are going straight to the website, other you know, companies that are driving traffic straight to their site. So, you know, we're not suggesting cancel the lead aggregators. We're mm-hmm. suggesting take a deep, hard look at the data, at the analytics, and, um, you know, to see what you're making off of this. Yep. It's not a donation. Obviously, we're in this all these main points that we're making today, we are going to flush out in individual little short podcasts. So don't worry if we're flying over some stuff because it'll all come back and we'll have more to share later on that. 
Um, let's just tip uh, just a little bit about black hat rules and white hat rules. There used to be some tricks with search engine optimization, and Google is on to the tricks. And the last thing you want to do is get, like I always have talked about, they will shake the ladder and you will fall off. And your domain that can be doing really well and your website being found really well can go from really great ranking to no one can find it and they just fell off the map. And so there's a lot, I don't know that, I don't know people personally who do any of the black hat things anymore, but there might be some people out there that really care about, you know, get, you get getting money from you every month. And if you take off and go somewhere else and, you know, it's sort of like, you ever ever think there's vendors out there, uh, you know, with different products and services that kind of expect people are going to take off after they're done with their contract, but that's part of their deal. I mean, there's so being ethical in your business practice is super super important, and that's a big reason I don't work with many people, and I've you know partnered up with Scott on the ad side of things because you've really got to be smart out there. So Scott, a little bit on black hat and white hat, please. Cup. Sure. Yeah, no problem. A couple things with the black hat, it's called SEO rules or tactics. Some folks are doing it purposely or they're not doing it on purpose and they don't realize what the rules are. Bottom line is you got to know the rules. If you don't know how, if you don't know the rules, you can't play the game well. And we've all heard of uh, JC Penny, right? They actually got caught with some black hat tactics. I believe it was around 2010. And it wasn't mm-hmm. J.C. Penny per se; it was J.C. Penny's agency they were using yep. at that time. They actually made front-page news all over the place. And prior to that, BMW got caught with black hat tactics. And again, I don't think it's to these firms; it's the companies that they hired that were cheating. So, long story short, um, follow the rules. You know, know what the black hat rules are. Know what white hat is. So, white hat just basically means following the rules. Black hat you're circumventing the rules and trying right. to cheat your way through. You know, there's no shortcuts on this. You need to well, follow it, the rules to the T. And uh, like you said, plant the garden. It's not going to grow overnight, but as long as you have the right seeds and the right soil and everything else, to use an analogy, then uh, you can have a nice little harvest down the road well, if you follow right. the rules. And, and, and I'll tell you this too. The grass grows um, – The grass. Uh, this is the best, st- the best statement. I love it. The grass grows the greenest – when you water it. <laughs> so I see a lot of people say, oh, you know, I'm not getting calls. And they hop around to all these different agencies, and they're, you know, and I, I'm being so good at not saying the names, but <laughs> they'll use the one place, and then they'll hop to the other place. And after a while, there's a problem when you have too many cooks in the kitchen. It, you get a, you get, who knows what you're going to get. This is the same thing with your website and you have too many people doing things on your website, you don't know what is left behind, you know, what is plagiarized and copied, um, who put in paid backlinks. And there's a note on this, paid backlinks. Backlinks are important. They are good. Backlinks are when other sites and other people link to your website or use links to your website because you are considered to be authoritative, above board, reputable, so on and so forth. However, there are some sites out there that are just set up to sell backlinks. So they'll charge you however much it is per month or for a one-time deal, and they will go and link to your site. You're buying a backlink. Here's the problem. 
if that link is not from a reputable website that is going to be around for a while, you have no idea who it could be. It could be foreign. It could be all – I mean, you, you don't know. Those can also be bought and sold like penny stocks, all these little websites with the backlinks could be bought and sold in packages. You have just no idea what's going on in that back end, and those are some of those black hat can be black hat tricks to try to immediately boost uh, web's presence and web's, you know, immediately boost things. I say if you want to immediately boost things and you want your phone call to ring right away, you buy an ad. And AdWords, I'm going to say this, 10 years ago, very different. One year ago, very different. The world of Google AdWords has come a long way in figuring out what makes the most sense so people aren't throwing all their money away. And a lot of people have run away from doing AdWords because the conventional thought is the firm down the street is going to be able to outbid me on whatever the top keyword we're trying to buy or bid for. So why should I even bother? Scott, what's your answer to that? Well, um in the very, very, very beginning, um, you could just pay your way to the first page and outbid everyone and be the number one person. I used to sell yellow page ads, you know, <clears throat> quite a few years ago, starting in uh, 1999, and it was a rate card business. You know, full page ad um, used to be about $10,000 a month, full rate. Then the guy right next to him, the business right next to him, wasn't getting, wasn't paying full rate. They were getting a discount. And that was one of the reasons why I left the print yellow page industry is because of that. With Google Ads, uh, formerly AdWords, it's now called Google Ads, you can't just outbid everyone because that doesn't create a good user experience. What Google likes is creating a good user experience and then finding what you're looking for. So you can't outbid everyone and be the number one person. There's something called quality scores, which really, really come into play. So each word you're going after is assigned a specific quality score. The highest score you can get is a 10, so 0 to 10. So ideally, you, want to have, you need high-quality scores on your keywords. And what that means is you get rewarded for having a high-quality score. Google realizes and knows that keyword is relevant and matches up best with your website along with the uh, text ad, and you get rewarded for that. So you actually, if you have a high-quality score on your keywords, you actually pay less and you have a higher or higher position on the page. High quality scores mean you have a better position on the page and you pay less per click versus the guy that doesn't have a high quality score. So that's their, their checks and balances. Yeah. And the Google Ads program, uh, the, key, the, the pricing and the investment ranges per month are determined by public auction. So everyone that's in the auction are the ones that have already set the bar or set the price point, which is great. So everyone you compete with is along the same uh, playing field versus one guy paying, you know, 10 times more than you for the same, same uh, coverage. So it all makes so much more sense, and it's taking the guesswork out where we used to be able to we, – we used to, like, have to guess. <laughs> and it's the same thing yeah. with SEO auditing. Um, I didn't even offer that as a service until the software came along that did it all for me and I can just follow the you know directions because otherwise you know people used to read the Google algorithm it was like you know Google you know dancing panda is out let's all read that and try to figure it out and then you had a whole bunch of people I remember when everyone raised their hands I'm, I'm everyone's an internet marketing expert you know they're all SEO experts 
Well, it's an algorithm written by Google. Unless you wrote the algorithm yourself, I don't know how you can be an expert with something you're just guessing at. But now we have great software that will give us the information. So the same with Google AdWords. So if you rightfully took a pass on Google AdWords in the past, come back and visit it. Look at it. Scott's got all sorts of other things at ThriveHive. ThriveHive is a Google Premier Partner, and which is one of the reasons that I hitched my wagon to them. Scott, what's a Google Premier Partner? There's very few of them in the country. What that means is just the sheer volume of uh, clients that we have running nationwide that run in our platform, our reputation with Google Direct, and just our technology. So all those things factor in. And I know there's some other things, too, that are out there that also are ranking factors on how we became a Google Premier Partner. But, yeah, definitely a Google Premier Partner. And uh, for those reasons, it's the reason why my firm is a Google Premier Partner. Just the sheer yep. volume of accounts we run, our technology, and then our reputation with uh, Google Direct. So my in my world, so they have all that certification. My world of what I do is I'm reading emails. <laughs> Every day, I get so many from search engine watch, search engine this, search engine that, and it's what's going on and what's you know industry research, and that's important because as you see what is still important, what is changing, what theories other people have tested, what's tried and true. I also go to WordCamp every year where I learn things. I had a whole seminar on the Google Map Pack. We were talking about Google Maps, and they were talking about how your Google AdWords can affect your position in Google Maps. You can buy a spot up there. And you really don't have to spend all of that money. And when Scott does all of his work on the Google ads and the keywords that are working, he feeds those to me. And then me, Mr. Nick, I put those keywords, weave them in and out, right all around that. And when I was working for the Tribune Company where I went to law school in Chicago many years ago, I learned to write for humans first but robots a close second because the robots are the search engine crawlers and we know how they read so we write for them so really the key to law firm website marketing is have an updated site have you know have it managed by someone who's going and doing all your updates have content added the search engines respond when you are continuing to give them fresh content original content, not plagiarized and you know, uh, found somewhere in the dark web. No, original content written by real humans, written by me personally. Um, and that, so when we do that, over and over, the search engines keep coming back to rank the site and read the site because there's stuff there. The, one of the worst things you can do, and I know that there's people who say, I get all my business from referrals and everybody knows me in town, and I get that. But... When you don't add anything new to your website, your website is dusty, and it's not helping you in the search engines. And even though everyone knows you, you know, especially here in North Texas where we have so many new people moving, the younger guys who are hip to technology are getting all the clients. And I work with clients who are in their senior years in their practice and have not been doing a lot of these things, and their referral sources are retired or no longer in business or gone, and people need to, you know, of all ages, sizes, practice areas, this stuff is important. I also want to make a point to the attorneys who are at some of the bigger firms. Um, I think about a few 
I'm not going to name – I never name names. I'm, I'm good about that. But um, there's a few firms where it seems like the attorneys are – they bounce from this firm to that firm. There's a few of these. And I always say that you should build your brand and build your name and do your own marketing as an attorney at another firm because sooner than later, you'll be going out on your own or you'll be partnering up with someone else, and the efforts of the seeds and the watering – will be the trees that you're giving you shade through hot Texas summers, whether you're at this firm on Central Expressway, something over by North Park, or you're having your own firm in Frisco. So there's all sorts of options, and there's just reasons that people should do it for themselves and not rely on the coattails of their the brand of their firm they're working for at the time. Scott, we have pretty much gone through 30 minutes of just about enough to – make someone uh, have to go sharpen their pencil again because they took a lot of notes. But don't worry, because we're going to do all of these topics, uh, you know, on a monthly basis, and I'll send those out through uh, email newsletter and, and, and so on and so forth. So, Scott, what are, what are the things that we're going to keep our eye out for and uh, trends that we think we're going to be seeing to talk to people about, you know, or what are some good focuses? I mean, we just want people to know what they're doing. Yeah, and the rules change, and the Internet pretty much changes every single day, right, on occasion. I mean, it could change every day. There's always some news out. So just, you know, stay ahead of the trends. Stay up – I shouldn't say stay ahead of that too, but, you know, be, be up on the, uh, the trends and the changes, you know, just in the Internet in general. And obviously you and I are up to that challenge, and that's our job is to make sure we let you know what's, uh, what's new and exciting in the, the Google world and the Internet world. And um, yep. as long as you have, you know, someone that's on your team or a couple folks on your team that can do that, you know, it's definitely uh, somebody that will help you immensely. Absolutely. What really hurts you is if you don't know the rules. Well, and if you don't know the rules and if you don't know what to ask for and you just look at the bottom line price of what the agency suggests you should get. So, I mean, that's, if you don't know, call someone else who knows. You know, I'm always happy to work with people who – uh, say, hey, I think I'm doing this, and I think this is going to work. What do you think? And, you know, a lot of attorneys I know will go and talk to their friends and say, hey, I'm going to do some of this with my marketing. What do you think of that? And so there's a, a little, you know, everyone asks and does what other people know. Uh, but it's good to always get, you know, get another analysis. It's always good to, like, get a paid consultation from some other firm, like someone out of state that you're not going to work with, and you know you're not going to work with them. Take the contract that someone gave you, you know, and spend some money and have someone look at it and say, oh, yeah, this is good stuff, good stuff, or no, I wouldn't do that. You know, it's just like getting another opinion on your car or, you know, whether you're going in for yeah, surgery. Yeah, the check engine. Yeah. yeah, the check engine light goes on your car. You know something's wrong, so you have to pay right. money for the diagnostic test. Or I'm sorry, you have to pay for the diagnostic test to see what's broken with your car. Same thing here. Right. Just like the people at Firestone. I really like them, but sometimes I think that they uh, think that I'm like this. Ever seen that money, Brewster's Millions, where he's got to spend all the money and have nothing to show for it at the end? Like yeah. Richard Pryor. It's a good movie. <laughs> I'm like, wrong guy. I'm like, that's not me. I'm going to get another uh, opinion. Where you're, you know, yeah, the, the, the end user is just uninformed, right? I guess the key thing is know the rules here and be informed. Right. Well, and find someone that's been in business for a while and someone that you – it's the know, like, and trust factor. And you know, that's always by – well, and when you go to a chamber, like, that's why I usually say go with someone local because – and I, I'm, I'm always surprised how many people 
you know, here in my area, North Texas, had this thought that because California is the home of Silicon Valley or something that that that's where you go for for internet, you know, work and things like that. I just don't understand because, you know, that's a different deal than someone who's in your own community. So if if you are not doing someone a, a good job and you're doing them a disservice in your own community, people talk and word gets around. Same why that's why I like dealing with people who are in chamber chambers of commerce or other other avenues where people know who they are and they're not just some you know random person you know walking around in the middle of the night. Um, yep. It's just it's good to find the right people. Anyways, I, I could go on forever. Um, to get in touch with me or Scott, you can please call Lone Star Content Marketing. Telephone number here is 940-498-2863. A lot of the stuff that we're talking about today is much more affordable than people realize. I often get the, um, you know, I often get the response to people that thought, oh, I thought this was going to be a lot more money. Well, the technology has come along ways so that people like me and Scott can do a lot more for a lot more people at a more effective price and rate. So get in touch. So Scott, I look forward to doing the rest of these podcasts and um, any parting words of wisdom from you? Yes. Um, just stay tuned. There's always changes. We're going to, um, we're going to go over some of these again in greater detail at a, you know, in a future uh, podcast. If anyone has any questions from this podcast and you're listening you know, please feel free to reach out to Nick or myself. My number is 224-250-4069. There you go. And Thank you for Scott listening. is the exclusive uh, contact for Thrive Hive for the North Texas market through me. So if you want some Thrive Hive, give me a call. You want some Lone Star content marketing, give me a call. A lot of people are really into the podcast and the YouTube videos right now. So that's what we're doing, where we do these podcasts and we do short and long video clips to put on YouTube. Again, making good with Google, putting them on the website, getting them out there. People like them. So call me, call Scott. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for sharing because you never know who needs this information. That's enough from us. We'll be back soon. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Bye-bye now.